Hello and welcome to Capital Insights, a podcast offered by the WRA to discuss key advocacy issues that are important to property owners and the real estate industry. My name is Tom Larson, Executive Vice President of the WRA. The topic of today's podcast is occupational licensing. Is it too hard or too easy to become a Wisconsin real estate licensee? This is an issue every member of the WRA should care about, real estate licensing requirements in Wisconsin. Some state policymakers believe the Wisconsin licensing process for occupations in general is unnecessarily cumbersome and needs to be reformed. That it currently creates a barrier to entry for people to enter the workforce. Thus, our focus in today's podcast will be whether Wisconsin real estate licensing requirements are overly burdensome and do they keep people out of the business unnecessarily. With me today to talk about this topic is WRA Senior Director of Legal and Public Affairs, Corey Lamont, who is the WRA's expert on professional licensing and everything to do with the DSPS. Corey, welcome and thank you for joining us on today's podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a while. It's nice to be back. So, Corey, uh, tell our listeners about this issue from 10,000 feet. What are the occupational license reformers trying to achieve in Wisconsin? Sure. So um, this has been an ongoing conversation, as you indicated, and this is definitely getting some nationwide traction. Um, The Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, uh, are also known as Will, and the Badger Institute, have been working on this uh, discussion, trying to highlight that there's a need for more universal license recognition, that there should be a constant discussion when a new license is being created, whether that um, license should continue to be, um, you know, that profession should continue to be licensed, and then making sure that there's some ability to challenge if there's a regulation that they believe um, as a profession is overly burdensome. The crux of their recent report is essentially saying that um, everybody recognizes that there needs to be a balance for consumers, but we also need to recognize that people need to be able to work and that there are too many inefficiencies or too many fence me out provisions when it comes to licensing. And I would believe that you know there's um, some truthfulness to their, to their comments and their concerns. So they're talking about this issue uh, kind of at a macro level and applying it to all professional licenses in Wisconsin. Is that right? That is correct. Um, you know, their goals are to make more efficient government and to get people to work. I think the challenges, for example, at the Department of Safety and Professional Services, they credential or license over 200 professions. And it's not a one size fits all when it comes to this type of regulation. The DSPS, for example, regulates cosmetology and barbers to medical professions like uh, nurses and uh, surgeons, along with home inspectors, appraisers, and of course, real estate licensees. So the hard part is you can't say, it's very difficult to say that all, all occupational licenses should be treated the same, but that is the, the objective. So cosmetology and real estate licensees are uh, treated the same under these proposals. And tell us how these proposals would specifically impact real estate licensees. So the the will in the Badger Institute, again, they're looking at a universal license recognition, which essentially, I believe Arizona is the most recent state that's done this. And what it would do is it would allow anyone that holds that type of license would be able to just come into the state of Wisconsin, be able to get their uh, license quickly through the department and be able to then start working. 
that's the the overall gist of what it what the goal of this is. The hard part is there's also currently in the legislature several bills that are being um, proposed. Uh, one of them being a provisional license, which would allow a person to get licensed. Uh, so it's a little bit different than the will dynamic um, or this universal license rec recognition. But what it would do is it would allow someone to say, I want to get a license. The state then would give them a provisional license. And then after a certain number of days after they've gone through their um, application packet, they would be able to say you're denied or you're granted that license. That's difficult for real estate because now you're having a person that would be involved in a real estate transaction. And now a consumer is being told your agent can no longer practice because they've been denied their provisional license um, has now continued to like their full license has been denied. Corey, let me dig a little bit deeper on this universal licensing concept. So if, if I'm understanding what you're telling me, that means that under this proposal, if you're uh, a real estate licensee in Alabama, for example, that you could come to Wisconsin, file an application, and automatically become licensed to practice real estate in Wisconsin? Is that that is, that is absolutely correct. That is the understanding that I have under this universal license recognition. But obviously, everyone who's listening to this and who practices real estate knows real estate is different in every state. Every real estate transaction, for that matter, is different. But yes, that is the gist of it. If you have a license in Alabama or Georgia or California, you'd be able to get your real estate license here under a universal license recognition. Not immediately to yeah, go ahead. Oh, Sorry. I was just saying that would mean that if you were a broker, for example, you'd be able to now just come in and be able to open up your company and be able to manage people having never touched a real estate transaction in the state of Wisconsin. Not to make too fine a point of this, but um, Wisconsin real estate licensees have uh, some unique authority that other licensees in other states, uh, other real estate licensees in other states don't have. Is that is that true? That is correct. Um, Wisconsin real estate licensees are unlike, for one, unlike any other profession regulated by the Department of Safety and Professional Services because Wisconsin real estate licensees have a limited uh, capacity to practice law. We uh, achieved that under a 1971 case called Dinger with the Wisconsin Supreme Court. It's been codified in state statutes. And then in 2010, the Supreme Court of Wisconsin created Supreme Court Rule 23, which is the unauthorized practice of law, which essentially said we were an exception under that, that we were able to provide uh, limited services when it came to the, the law. And so as Wisconsin real estate licensees, there does not have to be an attorney involved in a transaction where in 20 some other states, you have to have an attorney somehow touching your real estate transaction in order for it to go through. So when uh, you are talking to lawmakers about how some of these bills, like a universal licensing bill, uh, would impact consumers in Wisconsin, especially in the area of uh, real estate. What kind of reaction are you getting? What do they, what do they say to you in, in response to the concerns uh, raised by you on behalf of the industry? Once you are able to educate uh, a legislature a legislator about how unique Wisconsin real estate licensees are. Uh, they very quickly understand that it's the single largest transaction that someone's involved in and that you have to ensure that the protection of the public is there and that the competency of the licensee is there. And once you then continue to say that they have a limited capacity to practice law, which makes them very unique, 
um, not only at DSPS, but compared to a number of other uh, licensees and, and other real estate licensees in other states, they're very quickly in tune with our concerns and appreciate them. So have you found that they're uh, interested in making amendments to these, to these bills to uh, exclude real estate licensees from things like uh, a universal license or some of these other uh, licensing reforms that may make sense with occupations like uh, electricians and plumbers where there's a, a uniform code throughout the country? Yes, uh, they are generally embracing the idea of exempting real estate licensees because we are so uniquely positioned. At the same time, we understand the goal of the bill. So it's not as though we walk in um, and say, we don't believe that this should ever exist. We are always concerned about labor shortage, specifically right now um, in the housing industry. So we love the idea as a profession and as an industry that people are able to get out there and get licensed more quickly. In addition, we can uh, very readily tell all the legislators that we don't experience delays. Uh, typically, when someone has a clean license, if you will, where they don't have convictions. In addition, we are historic highs as license holders at the state. We are the third highest at DSPS, and therefore we don't see the delays that others are echoing trying to get, um, you know, from Arizona to Wisconsin as a plumber, as an electrician and those. So yes, they are generally very supportive of the idea of exempting us, but also we are supportive of the concept of trying to get people out there to work. Corey, I wanna thank you for joining today's podcast and all of your great work on this issue and all of the other issues you do uh, that you work on on behalf of uh, the WRA's legal and advocacy team. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And I love uh, working in, on behalf of the, the Realtor community and making sure legislators understand how uniquely positioned real estate licensees are. To our listeners, please remember that advocacy is one of the WRA's top priorities, and it includes attending Realtor Government Day, responding to calls for action, and contributing to RPAC. All of these initiatives help the WRA pass good laws and defeat bad ones to help you in your business. Thank you.